This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Vic and you're listening to another episode here on the Mindful Experiment Excited to have you guys here as this episode was, this interview was, uh, it was a great interview to dive deep into some of the issues we have in America when it comes to our health and how we need to shift gears in order to level up in our life. Because let's face it, if I feel good, right? If I feel healthy and I feel vibrant, how am I going to be in my relationships? How am I going to be in my business or my career or my, 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 uh, how am I going to be with my kids and my family? How am I going to be in all these different elements of my life if I feel great, if I feel good, right? And this is one of the premises of why I got into health in the first place. And it's one of the things with, in this episode, you know, Risa does an amazing job sharing this and the importance of things that are very deep. There's a domino effect to doing this. So in the advice she gives, there's a lot of great stuff that you can take from this. And it has multitude of effects. And what I mean by that is it's going to play a role on different aspects of your health to elevate your health and overall well-being. So the, before I dive uh, into getting us to the uh, the episode today, um, I had the chance of interviewing Risa Gru, and she is a functional nutritionist and certified autoimmune coach in private practice in Newport Beach, California. She has always been passionate about nutrition and good health. 
Risa was so concerned about purity that she made her children's baby food from scratch. Today, she is passionate about cooking and creating healthy, nutritionist food. She works with a wide variety of clients from professional athletes, adults, and kids to the biggest loser from season four. Risa works with issues like diabetes, autoimmune disease, cancer, digestion, thyroid, and hormone imbalances, just to name a few. Risa firmly believes that the body can heal itself with whole foods we obtain from the earth and sees living proof of that in her office each day. She looks at root causes using functional nutrition guidelines, blood and stools tests, and knows that weight loss is a side effect of wellness. It's a great episode. Get a pen and paper out, take some notes. But here's my wonderful conversation I had with Risa Gru. Riza, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you on. Your background, what you know, I'm a holistic, I'm a holistic practitioner, a former chiro- a chiropractor, holistic practitioner, and so forth. So um, to, to just sit and chat with you about all that you do and what you're up to, your book and all that good stuff, I am uh, looking forward to diving deep into that. Um, but as always, my listeners know, I like to um, ask the question of your story and your journey. What got you to doing what you're doing today? What was the why or what shifted you to be like, this is what I want to do and so forth? So I've always been interested in health. I've just always had a passion for nutrition. You know, I grew up in a house where everybody always was on a diet, right? My mom was like, well, this food is fattening or, you know, I'm on a diet. And my grandmother, she would go to what she called the fat farm every year, which I found out was Canyon Ranch. But it was, you know, it was like, what? what is this relationship we have with food, right? Why are we restricting some foods and eating some? And it just was kind of fascinating to me as a kid. So um, I just always found that interesting. And then I uh, raised my kids and made all their food from scratch. And I kind of used them as little guinea pigs in experiments. Like, I'm not going to give them any sugar. Let's see what happens. And so, um, and I sort of formed their palate to eat real food, a lot of vegetables and, and proteins and good fats. And, and they're still to this day, pretty good eaters um, that way. Not that they're perfect, but um, it was great to just sort of experiment with them. And then I um, started down the nutrition path and then I tried to get pregnant. I got pregnant, no problem. First child, no, no issues. My second one, different story. I couldn't hold a baby. I had a few miscarriages and I just couldn't conceive as easily as I did the first time. And I thought, why is this? So I started diving pretty deep and I went to a, um, a a fertility specialist and they took a look at my blood work and said, Oh, you've got a thyroid issue here. Take this pill. And I said, well, for how long? And he said, no, every day. And I said, no, 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 for how long? And he said, Oh, for the rest of your life. And I thought, why would I be taking something synthetic that my body was actually born to produce? So I started to unravel that. And, um, and I kept reading more nutrition books, and more nutrition books, and then went to uh, back to school, a degree in business from Boston University. But then, and I sort of pursued that before I started having kids. And then I just started, I went back to school to become a clinical nutritionist and then um, later became a functional nutritionist and a certified autoimmune coach. But um, I was having this personal experience, right? So I started looking into all this thyroid issues. And then I eventually was diagnosed after I did have my child, um, my second child, I had went to acupuncture and, and, and I went down a whole laundry list of things that was could potentially be causing my infertility, right? Because at the end of the day, we have two main goals as, as living organisms. One is to survive and the other is to procreate. 
So why was I not procreating? I had to get to that. Why? Right. As you mentioned. So I went to, um, I tried every modality and I made a list of all these reasons of that I could be infertile. So anyway, um, had my second baby. And then shortly thereafter, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. So I, my hypothyroid advanced to a, uh, attack on my own thyroid and I was officially autoimmune. And that was it for me. I was like, okay, I got to reverse this. I got to figure out what this is, why this is happening. And, and I dove really, really deep. And now I have a a, a very busy practice. And I deal with a lot of people with Hashimoto's or all kinds of autoimmune, but um, I'm about 10 points away at this moment from reversing my, uh, my Hashimoto's and I'm going to do it. I've come from 1400 points to 10. So um, I'm just on the verge of doing that, but it's very exciting. And I really understand the thyroid. And, and so I opened my practice and that's what I do. I watch people heal all day. It's awesome. Congratulations on that. It's a, it's a journey, especially with thyroid, anything with hormonal based stuff, as you probably already know, it's, it's a process and it takes time to correct itself. Exactly. My mother had uh, 2011, I think it was. Um, She's a fitness instructor, yoga instructor, has been eating well her whole life, but there was all of a sudden she had um, a, a thyroid issue where it just can't, you know, it didn't come up out of nowhere, obviously, but, um, to where the, the point where doctors were like telling her, if you don't go on medication, you will, you can have the high potential of, poten- of dying. Cause her numbers were so, so imbalanced of being so hypothyroid. And it came to a point where it's like, again, same thing. It's like, I told her, like, it's a hormonal thing. It's going to take time, but if you do everything correctly, we can turn this around and, and so forth. And then her thyroid is only less than 10% functioning overall. And, um, you know, four years later, five years later, it's at a hundred percent, almost hundred percent, 98. But, um, you know, I'm just sharing that story because just to let the listeners know, just these kind of things do take some time, but why do you think it is? I mean, thyroid's massive. I seen this as a pediatric chiropractor certified, worked with pregnancy. I worked with fertility. Anytime I worked with a couple who was looking to get pregnant, I always checked for thyroid because I want to minimize the potential of miscarriages. Um, there's other things that cause that too, but one of them, if there's a thyroid issue, there's usually a good chance that that can happen. Um, but why are we seeing thyroid on the rise? Cause I know I saw it in my practice, uh, more and more women, you know, late thirties, early forties, even the earlier thirties now, uh, where we're just seeing, yep, here's this, they're on Synthroid or Levoxetin, or I might be messing up some of the medications here, but, um, and it's one of those things where we're constantly seeing it more and more and more. So, you know, we are going to see more and more and more. And the statistics are that we're growing as an autoimmune population. And there's a few reasons for that. Number one is genetics load the gun and your environment pulls the trigger, right? So you've got this genetic component. This is how it is, right? A third of people who are diagnosed with autoimmune comes from genetics. And um, so that it doesn't mean that you actually have to have it. It just means that you have the propensity to have it and you can make a left turn at any time, uh, but you just have to know. Uh, and then the environment is all the, the chemicals we are, we are consuming, we are in imbibing, we are putting uh, chemicals on our skin. We're breathing them in more than any other time in life and on more than any other planet. You know, America has uh, the FDA, this is a new number, has just approved 86,000 chemicals for us to use. Well, over 3,000 of which we can eat. And we do. We do it every single day. 
I was just in the Midwest this weekend and I, I was floored at the food our people are eating and drinking. I mean, the amount of soda and the chemicals that we are consuming and breathing and, and we're just there. It's in our shampoos. It's in our food. It's in our hair products. It's, you know, it's in our moisturizers. It's in our sunscreen. It's everywhere. It's in our walls and our fabrics and our chairs. So we are being inundated with toxins. If you do not take out those toxins out of the body, you are very susceptible for a lot of autoimmune, but also other diseases. It causes systemic inflammation. And then that's where that's the driver of disease, right? We all know that that disease lives in an inflamed state. So that's what I do is I decrease systemic inflammation. I increase gut health. Those are the two main foundational issues for health. So toxins are a huge contributor to the progression of disease. Um, so that's why I detox. I always detox my, um, everybody I work with, with my RGN detox two weeks, you're eating real food. You're having real, uh, real food from the farm, but you're also taking some amino acids and antioxidants that help push out those, those toxins. So you can clean the body out. So that's a big one. And then leaky gut is a huge one. And so that is a major contributor. Now, leaky gut, I test everybody I work with for leaky gut, I do extensive stool testing and extensive blood testing because you have to know, right? I always say I'm not very good at playing darts with the lights off and I cannot see the target. I'm so much better when I can see where I'm aiming, right? Um, so uh, having the the leaky gut is a, is a real issue. We consume a ton of sugar. We consume a ton of wheat and gluten. And that is what's poking holes in the intestinal lining. And um, there you have it. We have, um, you know, we only have one layer of epithelial cells in the intestinal lining. We have seven on the outside skin. So we're, we're, it's very fragile inside there. And so when we're poking holes at it constantly with the chemicals and with the alcohol and, 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 and the gluten, then we have leaky gut. And then once you have leaky gut, there you go, you're on your way. You've got inflammation, you've got food intolerances. And next thing you know, you're diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. So that's a very common progression for people. Um, and then there's other things, you know, there's a lack of vitamin D and, um, viruses that can cause, uh, autoimmune disease. There's some pathogens in the gut, uh, some parasites that can cause things and some other pathogens that can cause autoimmune triggers. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're bombarded. The chances of us not getting autoimmune is smaller than it is getting autoimmune. Yeah, it's amazing how, you know, the society in the just in America, we're just chemically, we're chemically driven in everything that we do uh, for everything, how we treat our water to, uh, like you were saying, the lotions that we put on the foods we eat, uh, you name it, they're just chemicals and everywhere. I mean, um, we've done this to the world too, which just like, you know, fire retardants on clothing or bedding products or anything that you buy with pillows, what may be, uh, you can't find that not existing now anywhere in the entire world, no matter where you can go to the middle of the Pacific ocean where there's no one there and there will be traces of it there. Um, and it's one of those things where, uh, I love how you, de you, you said you do a detox a couple times a year or once a year, oh, twice yeah, a year, for sure. right? I do uh, a few times a year. 
I do twice a year. So it's one of those things I love to hear that because it's, it, you, you got to keep those things. I mean, even as, as clean as I eat, I always used to tell my patients, this is as clean as I eat. Um, I eat hundred percent organic. Everything comes from the farm when it comes from meats and animal products. Um, I'm like, I make sure everything's done to the person. I go, I still have to detox. And they're like, why would you need to detox? And I'm like, do you know how many toxins are around us? I mean, I go out to a restaurant, they have dinner. I'm eating their stuff there. You know, it's, there's going to be genetically modified organisms. They're going to be pesticides. I mean, they're a farm, they're, they're a restaurant as much as they're farm the, you know, farm the table. They're going to, they're going to, they're, they're, they're a business. They're trying to make money in their essence and they're going to do whatever is the most cost effective for them, which I totally get it. I don't really care. If the food's good, I'm good. <laughs> right, exactly. But there's also those inflammatory oils that are found in almost every single restaurant. I mean, I've been, I go in the back kitchen for all these amazing, very expensive, high rated restaurants. They're all using some blend of a canola oil, right? Some vegetable oil, some highly inflammatory oils. And that is a really great source of inflammation. People don't realize it. Oh, they don't. And I mean, I could tell you, I'm so sensitive to it, to where my rings usually move very nice and easy all the time. And then we'll go out, my wife and I'll go out to dinner. And then the next day, sometime it could be that evening, or usually it's the next day, my ring doesn't move as well. And I'm like, all right, got to reset this. And uh, <clears throat> we try to minimize there's ways you can do it. But yeah, it's the oils too, is just uh, um, <clears throat> a whole nother story, a whole nother thing we can, you know, we can dive into. But when we look at then, um, so we're talking a little about the chemical side of things, correct? And so there's there's that component and all those kind of things. What are some things that, you know, people can then, you know, they're hearing this or listening to this going, oh, my God, there's it's just like doomsday. You know, it's like because there's chemicals everywhere. They're saying there's chemicals all over the place. Besides, you know, from detoxing, you know, maybe we could or we talked a little about that. Is, is or maybe we can go deeper, but detoxing, what are other things that people can do to be like, hey, you can start, you don't have to go down that path, especially with, uh, you know, the glutens. I know you talk about le- lectins too and, and other things like that. How can we be more um, to minimize that in our life so that we can not be the stat, you know, of being like an, for having auto, autoimmune diseases and so forth? Yeah. So to minimize your toxic load, read labels, read every single label of every single thing that you use. Um, Most people don't even look at labels of their supplements. So I get so many supplements in my office and uh, there's like red dye number five and there's yellow dyes. And I mean, it's why do we have to have our supplements beautiful? I just don't understand that. So um, look, and there's tons of vegetable oil and soybean oil in a lot of main uh, supplement manufacturers, big supplement manufacturers that are found in major drugstores and Costco and things like that. So read the labels, especially on your supplements, but on your foods and on your sunscreens and on your everything. Um, you know, I just was, I had a turkey burger at somebody's home and I looked at the, I, I found the, where they bought the, you know, they had the, it was pre-frozen. And so I looked at the label, there was sugar in it. Why do we need sugar in our turkey burger? Why? I just don't get it. So, um, you know, everything, your candles, your um, everything, your sunscreens, all your your beauty products, just read labels, make sure they're paraben free, make sure they're gluten free, make sure that they are dye and perfume free. That is a huge source. You know, we have our toilet paper fragrance. We have our we have Febreze. I mean, that Febreze is like the number one assaulter. And it's everywhere. It's it, it's just it's criminal to me. So all of those things are all toxic poison 
um, chemicals. So I would recommend throw out those things first and then read labels on every single thing that you are um, coming in contact with, not just food. I couldn't agree more. I mean, the the fragrance side of things is just a huge disruptor in so many ways. And um, it's, 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 it's in everything. I mean, almost, I mean, even, um, I mean, laundry detergent is the one I think of, because I remember working with kids and mom's bringing the baby and there's this and this going on. And all of a sudden I'm going, all right, let's see, you know, we, we have a whole thing we do. And then I look and I'd be like, you know what, let's, um, Let's let's see what chiropractic does for the first couple of weeks. Let's see how things are changing. Let's see if we see some stuff. And then um, if not, we're going to do an inventory of other things because there may be other things. And I can't tell you how many times it's like it's a laundry detergent we have to change out or it's this. We have to, we have that with something else to how to minimize that toxic load. Um, that, you just walk through the laundry aisle in the market uh, and you smell it. I can't even do that. Right. It's just it's crazy how um, much fragrance there is. And nail polish is another big one. That's like a huge toxic that we put on our right in our nail beds. And it just seeps in day in and day out and gels. And I mean, it's crazy. And then deodorant is another huge offender, especially for women, because we shave and then we put it right into our bloodstream. And there are just some really bad toxic chemicals and perfumes in that as well. I always felt for women, there's a more there's more of an attack on women when it comes to health, because when you think about it, the the cosmetics, the makeup, then you got your, you know, the different, you know, lotions and this you got to put on all this. And when you look at them all and they're never good ingredients, they're, they're more detrimental than anything else. And then that's when we look at, I remember in school learning about every autoimmune and every condition, it was always like 20 to 40 female was like, if you didn't know, just guess 20 to 40 female. And okay. most of the time you would be correct on that. Exactly. And, you know, and there you have it. Women are using the most chemicals and we are more likely to get autoimmune than men. So put that together, right? Totally. 100% there. Yeah. So we're talking about toxic load. Now, gluten, I always have, I'm always, I always love asking people because gluten became a big thing. Um, Excuse me. And it was one of those things where a lot of people have been, you know, like moms, when I talk to moms about, again, being a pediatric, Cairo is one of those things like, kids coming up with some, I should, I eliminate gluten and dairy immediately. I say, okay, that's a good, that's a good start. Um, but my question always has been this, has gluten always been the issue or is it, or is it the farming of what we do with wheat today that has caused gluten to be more of damaging to our body? Um, there's a, there's twofold answer to that. One is yes. The farming is definitely de- more detrimental. Our soils are so much depleted than they've ever been ever. So we're about, uh, 40% of the nutrient density that we used to have from the 1950s. So that's fairly considerable, right? That's why we tend to have to supplement because our, our food, we're not getting everything we need from our food. Um, so our soils are different. Our wheat is also grown differently, um, especially some people will go to Europe and say, oh, why is it that I could eat gluten there and I'm just fine? And here in America, I, I'm not. And that's because the way they grow it is they tend to have less FODMAPs, those are fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, moly, uh, 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 monosaccharides, and polyols. So those are different in English. These are different types of carbohydrates that are very fermentable, that, um, can ca- that they, they absorb water, basically, and cause a lot of bloating. So a lot of people cannot digest them. Um, the other answer to that question is that we have um, so much more gluten consumption now than we've ever had. Gluten is in everything, right? So it's in soy sauce. 
I don't know why we have to put wheat in soy sauce, but we do. And so gluten is in that soy sauce. And then we're, you know, at the same time, we're attacking that intestinal lining, bombarding it with all these chemicals. So we're trying to poke little holes. We get some gluten in there. Sure enough, it's going to poke that hole. They, they are really good at the drivers for tight junctions. So tight junctions are those holes that we get in the intestinal lining that causes the leaky gut. So um, after that, you know, we, we start to get all these proteins, undigested proteins that go in through the intestinal lining and the, and the, and the body sees them as the enemy, right? They're coming in through the back door and the body goes, who are you? You're the enemy. And they start to create antibodies and they start to have all these food allergies. You probably see this a lot with kids, right? And maybe they've been on a lot of antibiotics that have compromised their gut. Um, or maybe they've just been on the gluten sugar dairy diet. And so they've just have this compromised gut. And we, you know, as I mentioned, it's so fragile. We only have one layer of those epithelial cells. So we have to be really gentle with it, right? And we have to be constantly trying to heal it. I do collagen at least once a day, usually twice a day I have collagen. And I do a lot of bone broth and glutamine in my gut reboot to heal my gut. I put that in my shake every day. Even though I don't have a leaky gut, I don't want one. So I'm always trying to prevent it. Um, so we, 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 we're not taking the measures. We're not eating the fiber that we need to, to help uh, heal that intestinal lining as well. And so that gluten, we're just eating a lot of gluten. We eat gluten for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, dessert. It's just an all day gluten fest, right? And people say, oh, I don't eat that much gluten. I have this conversation with my mom all the time. Oh, I really don't eat gluten. Every time I'm with her, I'm like, that's gluten. Well, you know, just a little bit. So we just don't think that we're eating a lot of gluten, but it is in our foods all the time. So we have to really be cognizant of, again, relabels, be picky about what's going into the building. We have to really, we have to be diligent because our, nobody's watching out for us. So we have to. Now, I appreciate the thoroughness there. And, and it's, it's, I love how you bring up the gluten thing because it's the same thing with sugar. Like I don't have a lot of sugar. It's, I don't consume that much sugar. And then you have them go look and say, count everything that you're eating in the amount. And then they go, wow, that, that, that was like over hundred and 150 grams of sugar in my day. It, that, that, that happens so quick. And then they start monitoring how fast they get there. And then they're like, I only had one meal and that was like 45 grams of sugar or 50 grams of sugar. I, how am I getting there so high? And I'm just like, yeah, and I go, you gotta be aware of it or else. Yep. And that local coffee shop is a very big offender. Right. That's very easy to accumulate sugar grams. Oh, so true. I mean, I remember when I was in chiropractic school and I, I don't do sugary drinks ever. Um, but it was when I was in school, though, I, you know, you're, we're crammed. We're taking a six year curriculum in three years. You know, that's what that now it's four, three and a half. They, they extended it because they're stressing the students out too much. But it was one of the things where I needed the caffeine with something sugary, just, it was, it was the only thing that could get my mind to fire up so I can download so much information so quickly. Uh, but I paid the, I paid the effects of that later on. Um, but you brought up something that I am very passionate about and I've been for like the last 10 years and that's, you're talking about the leaky gut. You're talking about the microbiome and things like that. You brought, you mentioned some things that help heal the gut. Uh, I love to take just a step back for the listeners. because I think this is very, very, um, critical in so many ways. Um, because you know, uh, you know, our, you know, our, your microbiome is, I always tell people you should eat for what your microbiome wants, 
not what you think is beneficial because that's what actually you're, you're digest, you're, you're absorbing their poop. <laughs> People are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you absorb the poop. That's what, that's what we absorb for nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's go back. How do you help people like you mind sharing? I think we mentioned this already, but not just in case I just want to make sure I'm covering my ground. Uh, leaky gut, what is it? And then how can people process to help turn that around and heal their gut? So it's completely reversible. And, um, I test everybody for leaky gut. I use a marker called zonulin, which is an enzyme that the liver will produce and it goes into the intestinal lining. So if you do a stool test, you'll see it in, um, a zonulin marker. Um, and it just kind of confirms that we have some leaky gut. Uh, I can usually tell for some symptoms as well, if there's a lot of bloating or, um, you know, indigestion, things like that. Um, I can kind of tell mucus or, um, uh, there's a couple of signs, but, um, once we have leaky gut, as I mentioned, there's that one layer. So we poke holes and they're, they're called tight junctions. So we want the intestinal lining to be nice and gathered and peachy and the villi is there to protect us. And so with wear and tear antibiotics, chemicals, so on and so forth, the constant, um, attack of, of foreign invaders are going to start poking those holes and they are called tight junctions and they open up and these undigested proteins and could be stress, uh, food particles, um, uh, organ malfunctions, uh, chemicals, bread, sugar, dairy, and alcohol all go through the intestinal lining and the, the body creates these antibodies. So if you did an allergy test, which I used to do right off the bat, when people would walk in my office, let's do a food allergies test and see what's bothering you. I do not do that at the beginning at all, because most people would get depressed. We get these tests back and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm allergic to everything. I can't eat anything. And it's not really that you're allergic it's that you have these gaping holes and these proteins are going in and causing this inflammatory response. So yes, it's good to know which of those foods are doing it, but people get so depressed that they say, forget it. And then they just don't even do it because it's, it's so insurmountable. So what I do is I, I, again, start with the detox because we get the chemicals out and we start the healing process. Collagen is very, very healing for, um, it has amino acids in collagen and bone broth, same thing that start to sort of what I call grout for leaky gut. Um, so a constant steady flow of collagen or bone broth or L-glutamine, that's another um, amino acid that is extraordinarily helpful for healing that intestinal lining. And we can turn that around and, you know, depending on what time, but usually about 60 to 90 to 120 days, depending on how leaky you are, but we do it. I mean, I had a uh, a, a client who came to me, her allergist actually sent her to me because she had, the allergist had no idea what to do with this woman. She couldn't eat any food. She was sick, no matter what they did. She couldn't do it again. They tested her for all these foods. She couldn't eat anything. She came to me. I tested her and zonulin. We like about a little less than 107. The lab goes to 107. So anything, you know, I, I want you south of 50, but 107 is the marker. She came in at 1050 highest I've ever seen. And she really was sick. I mean, she couldn't take supplements. She couldn't eat any food. Young gal in her early thirties. And I don't know how she got this bad. She took a period of antibiotics, but um, she was bad. So we went very slowly, but we healed the gut and we retested her about three months, maybe four months later. And her zonulin went down to about 198. So she was still a little leaky, but she was so happy. She was eating, you know, more than three foods. I mean, she was happy. She had like a variety of like 35 foods. And she's like, I'm good. I don't need to do any more. She'll be back because she didn't really totally finish, get to the finish line. But 
Um, she was so happy because she wasn't in sick. She had diarrhea. She was throwing up and we tried supplements and we had to go so slowly with her one at a time, one a day, then two a day. I mean, it was very slow, but you don't want to get it to that point, but, but we can reverse it for sure. So amino acids are really, really helpful for that and fiber and just getting the chemicals out and detoxing and all that. And you can reverse it. I love that. The body's always willing to, it wants to be healthy, right? Right. right. You just got to give it what it needs and give it an environment to do that. And it, and it's, it is amazing. I mean, I had leaky gut when I was 19 and, I, and, and, it, and it took about four months to um, heal. And it was one of those, th- I didn't know it was leaky gut at the time. I wasn't told that. I mean, when I got into chiropractic school, I was like, oh my God, that was yeah. Four months. I was like, yeah, I went to the chiropractor. I started taking this different nutrition. We started working on this. And then all of a sudden, Four months later, I'm absorbing food better. And I had all these other things going away. Um, and so for the listeners out there, there is hope. There's things you can do to support that body. And it could definitely make these massive changes. Now, you wrote a book. I'd love to know a little bit about the book, if you don't mind sharing, um, you know, um, who, who is the, who, you know, I always love when someone writes a book, I always like to ask, who, who's the book for? Well, the book is for anybody who eats. So that's a pretty wide uh, spectrum there. That's a but, small margin. I was going to say right. that's only a small mob market of people. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. So it is basically my methodology that I've created. I've been working for decades with people and I realized through the years that not one size fits all. So what works for you may not work for your wife or your son or your friend or your neighbor or, you know, so what we have to do, I love that you said we have to eat for our microbiome. And that's essentially what I'm saying is that we eat according to our health status, right? So if you have diabetes or if you have blood sugar dysregulation, you have insulin resistance, I'm going to recommend either paleo diet or keto. If you have a no gallbladder, I'm not going to recommend keto. But if you have um, SIBO, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, or you have um, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome or irritable bowel disease, I'm going to likely recommend low FODMAP right? That's what I was referring to earlier. So I don't believe, you know, there's all these people who come out with these diet books or eating lifestyle books. Now we call them and they're great. They're great for the population. They're great for, but not everybody does it right. We all have that friend or that neighbor or that coworker who lost 45 pounds on keto, but you tried it and you're like, I didn't lose anything. Well, because you probably don't do well with high fats. You might have a steatocrit that's elevated or you have GGT or you're, you have a gallbladder that's been removed or you cannot digest fat. So that wouldn't be a good one for you. So I know these are all great and they all have great um, support and science behind them and they're great. They are all great. However, they're not necessarily great for everyone. So what I do is customize nutrition and that's what I do in my office. And so I created the, the, the food frame. You can take the quiz on my website at Risa Grew Nutrition. And, um, but I start with everybody with a detox. I detox them for two weeks. Yes, you're going to lose weight, but it's not a weight loss program. It is a health program and a wellness program. And I believe that weight loss is a side effect of wellness. So I'm focusing on wellness. Everybody loses weight who I work with, who wants to, but I know I'm not about that. So we start off with the detox and then I highlight six major diet types that I typically choose from in my office. So again, paleo, low FODMAP, keto, um, AIP, which is autoimmune protocol, vegetarian, and low lectin. 
So those are the six major diet types that I use to decrease systemic inflammation and increase good gut health. So I go through each diet type, who's best suited for it. And I have about seven recipes for each diet type. And then I go through a lot of blood markers and stool test markers. And there's a lot of information in the book. I love that. Um, no carnivore diet, huh? No, I don't have that in there. No. <laughs> Just messing with you. That's a, I was exposed to that like four years ago, three years ago. forgot when Dr. Saladino came out with that. And uh, it's getting popular now in my circle of, you know, chiropractors get onto things and they're like, oh, it's liver king and this guy and this. And, uh, you know, it's, I love how you bring up the whole thing. You got to eat for what is designed for you. And that was actually my experience. I've been in um, I, I was doing keto before keto was keto. When I was in chiropractic school, we just called it a high fat diet. 65% fat was our macro minimum that we did, which is, mm -hmm. you know, similar to keto. Um, but I found out later on because I do a lot of metabolic stuff and uh, tracking and you know, I'm all about metabolic health at the end of the day. And, uh, my sugar levels, I fasted for five days, stayed at hundred, never happened before. I, I fast about three days a week, a month. And, um, and uh, it kept staying there. And then I finally eventually went back to some old DNA testing I did. And my body will actually consume 48% more or absorbs 48% more fat than the average individual. So it takes in more, which is a problem because that can lead to a lot of issues, regardless how healthy I am. Um, and that's when I was like, yeah, I guess maybe this keto thing I shouldn't do as much. That makes sense now. Um, and I knew it before it was eight years ago when I did this test, but it was just, uh, through the understanding of metabolic health and all that, I went a different route, but, um, for the listeners, I mean, you know, the reason is dead on, you got to consume a diet that works best for you and your lifestyle. And her book's a great resource for that. Um, Risa, how can people find you, follow you, get your book and all that good stuff? So my book food frame is available on Amazon, on um, Barnes and Noble target, and my website, um, everybody can find me on my website at risagrunutrition.com, uh, R-I-S-A-G-R-O-U-X, nutrition, um, Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff, um, all Risagru Nutrition. Um, I have a new course that I just released called Achieving Optimal Thyroid Health. Um, thyroid is a big struggle, as we talked about earlier, and so I really get into it. It is I'm super proud of that course. I have put everything I know into that. And I really feel very confident that people will have everything they need to know at that after that course to what, what labs to order, uh, how to read those labs, what to tell your doctor, you know, what's working. We go through medications, supplements, foods to eat, everything. It's very, very comprehensive course. Um, and, uh, and then, um, yeah, I'm, I'm located in Newport beach, California. I work with people all over the country, all over the world, actually. Um, and I work with some professional athletes and people of all ages. So it's fun to watch people heal. It's an amazing process. Mm -hmm. Um, for all the listeners, I will have that in the show notes for you guys. Um, reason this was, this was fun. This was awesome. Glad to connect. Love what you're doing. I, it is definitely something that is growing. I've seen it in my own practice for the last 12 years. And, uh, it's something that we need to address because it's, uh, time's ticking. I mean, it's only going to get worse and worse unless we start changing the curve. And I think you, what you're doing and others is that, you know, we need to waken, you know, Americans, I say Americans, but the world in general, but America is like, we got, we're the most, we're the one that we're the sickest one of the sickest countries uh, in the world when we compare ourselves to others of the same uh, caliber uh, or level, and it's one of those things where um, it, it's that point we're getting to that we need to start making we need to look outside the box when it comes to health. 
Yes, absolutely. So thank you. I appreciate you and uh, keep up the great work. Yeah. Thank you for doing what you're doing. And thank you. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. Until next time, keep rocking and rolling.